Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. So this episode's going to be interesting because last episode, we made some Nintendo Direct predictions. Yes. There hasn't been a Nintendo Direct yet. No, and in fact, everything that I've seen since then has suggested to me that they just, like... They went to, like, the Metroid Prime 4 team, and they were like, hey, guys, how's it, how's it going? You got anything? And they were like, no, we have to start over. <laughs> Fuck. And Retro Studios, they were just like, you know, we're just going to dismantle this direct <laughs> and not do one. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of my impression that I've had. Yeah, that that was interesting. So the day after we recorded the episode, but not the day that we uploaded the episode... <laughs> uh we had made many predictions of that episode that Metroid Prime 4 would definitely come out this year. Yeah. Uh, Retro Studios was probably fucking making some kind of Donkey Kong <laughs> game. And uh, and all that just got like shut down before the episode right, went yeah, out. Yeah, just right away. Uh, yeah. I, do, I do think that's a cool development, though. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, I think Retro is going to do a great job, and I think it'll be worth the wait. Absolutely. You know, I'm... Uh... I am always fine with uh, with a game developer kind of taking a step back and realizing that they need to try something new. Yeah. I would rather, obviously, that they had done that than just release Metroid Prime 4 and it's a shit fest. Yeah. In the words of Shigeru Miyamoto, a rushed game is bad forever. A delayed game is eventually good. Right. I am going to ruin Paper Mario <laughs> for all time. I'm glad you made that joke, because if you didn't, I was immediately going to say, and also in the words of Shigeru Miyamoto, <laughs> fuck Bowser, he can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's one of the worst decisions ever made in video games. But anyway, uh, this episode was decided by a Patreon vote. Yes. And our patrons at patreon.com slash group voted between a Pokemon 2019 episode where you would predict what new Pokemon things we would see over the course of this year or right. a Mortal Kombat 11 episode where you predict the, the roster and other details of Mortal Kombat 11. And the, you guys betrayed me. <laughs> the winner was Pokemon 2019. Fatality. Which I'm pumped about. But before we get into all that, uh, we've got... Some Smash news to talk about, and before that, we've got some corrections. We sure do. First off is actually a Pokemon-related correction. I said that Nintendo really loved doing Pokemon Directs on the anniversary of Pokemon, February 27th-ish. Right. However, uh, there's actually only been one Pokemon Direct that aired on Pokemon's anniversary. <laughs> Other Pokemon Directs have, have announced... Things that would be released on the anniversary. Uh-huh. Stuff like the, the Pokemon Gold and Silver Virtual Console stuff. I see. But there's only been one Pokemon Direct actually airing on February 27th. Uh, however, notably, that was the Sun and Moon announcement. Oh, uh, okay. That was, uh, that was when they revealed what Gen 7 was going to be. Mm-hmm. And this year, we're expecting them to reveal what Gen 8 is going to be. Ah, so it could be that they'll keep up that trend. Rather, yeah. they will start a trend. <laughs> right, yes, they will yeah. They will turn it into a trend. Right. Yeah. The Sun and Moon announcement was also like a milestone anniversary, to be fair. Okay. It was their 20th. Right. And, right. Uh, and this would be like their 23rd anniversary, <laughs> not a milestone. Right. I mean, you know, unless you 
have are celebrating the fact that you've been able to drink for two years. <laughs> uh, I guess that's not really a banner year. Hi, I'm Game Freak, and I'm drunk. <laughs> Pika Pika, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I said last episode that uh, that Nintendo had gone out of their way to let us know that they weren't making The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Right. But I remembered it as them wording it kind of coyly. Mm-hmm. Here is exactly what they said. Okay. They said, At this time, we have no plans to release The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword on Nintendo Switch. It's pretty devastating. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very clear and direct. It, it is pretty clear, although I could see someone... Like, looking at this again, I could see someone twisting this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, another way you could sort of arrange that is... We have no plans to release The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword on Nintendo Switch at, at this, this time. time. Right. Which means, that doesn't mean they're not working on it right now. Uh-huh. They're just not releasing it right now. Okay, yeah. Uh, I can I can see that. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a ray of hope uh, from Daniel Semantics Thorson. Right, yeah. There's there's no... <laughs> I, I, did, I do like uh, your use of the adjective coy to describe <laughs> what you thought they said. Because it just conjures this image of like... <laughs> Reggie holding a rose between his teeth and going like, hey, uh, this time we have no plans. He's just kind of like twirling what Harry has and he's like, <laughs> right, yeah. are we working on Skyward Sword? I don't know. Why don't you come over here right. and ask me a little closer? That's better, Coy. I was just doing more like seductive. <laughs> I was doing like some Pepe Le Pew shit. Oh, mon chéri, at this time we have no plans. Skyward Sword on the Switch. Yeah. We don't have Skyward Sword right now. So are you down to party or what? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, another thing I got wrong. This this was a lot of this a lot of this was on me this time. <laughs> okay. I said that Nintendo tended to give mobile game announcements their own directs uh-huh. and not announce them within any other directs. I was mostly right on this. However, uh, one major exception. Fire Emblem Heroes was not announced in its own direct, and I did straight up say that. Uh, it was announced in a Fire Emblem direct that also announced Fire Emblem Warriors okay. and the fact that we would get a Fire Emblem Switch game in 2018, which has been delayed, obviously. <laughs> right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So usually there's dedicated directs for mobile games, but not always. Okay. A side note, I said that because we were talking about Mario Kart Tour which, after our episode went live, got delayed from fiscal year 2019 to summer 2019. Gotcha. So now uh, it was it was going to come out March the latest, now it's coming out, I don't know, when whenever, <laughs> whenever Nintendo feels like it, yeah. Okay. Well, the last correction is the most important correction. Oh, yes, of course. So we had a discussion last episode about jacket pockets. Yeah, we didn't talk about this enough last time. <laughs> So we're getting we're getting so, right back in. Yeah, there. so uh, so I'm setting some stuff straight here. Okay. So uh so, so uh Sean in your defense, uh some jackets uh with with uh with pockets that are like sewn up, mm-hmm. sometimes those are just fake pockets. Sometimes right. sometimes they aren't real. They're called faux pockets. Okay. However, uh a roughly an equal amount of the time, uh they are just sewn up in a very simple way. And are supposed to have their seams ripped. Okay. They do this. Uh, you ask why this would even happen. And they do this uh, because uh, they want to keep the suit looking fresh and tailored. Mm. When customers 
try on a jacket and put their hands in the pockets, it can stretch out the fabric and make it look rumpled. Okay. Uh, so, when you asked me my last episode, and I pulled the phrase, it keeps the pockets fresh, <laughs> out of my asshole, uh, that was astonishingly accurate. I hate you, David. <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh, man. This is the worst correction we've ever done. Uh, and like you, you, like you could do a correction where you're like, actually, Heihachi is in Smash, and this would be worse, <laughs> very slightly. Uh, <sighs> anyway, this uh, this might be the last time we talk about jackets. Knowing us, I, I wouldn't bet on that. But hello, I'm Masahiro Sakurai. The next DLC character will be a jacket with its pockets sewn shut. <laughs> So, actually, this is a great segue. <laughs> Piranha Plant is out. Right. We're going to talk about Smash News now. Okay. Uh, Piranha Plant came out. That's true. And, uh, yeah, they just dropped Piranha Plant on January 31st, which, if you guys remember last episode, I thought that it would shadow drop during a direct. Right. It just shadow dropped. There's <laughs> right. no direct. They're just like, here's Piranha Plant. Because there is no direct anymore, apparently. <laughs> uh. I... I still feel like we'll probably get one, like, by the end of this fiscal year. Right. Right, uh, that makes sense. But I would no longer be surprised if we didn't get one in February, for instance. Yeah. Still holding out for my prediction being true, but not okay. quite holding my breath. <laughs> Maybe my prediction will turn out to have been <laughs> false, which was, if you recall, <laughs> that it would be announced within one month and happen within two. I can see it happening within two. <laughs> uh um wow i might actually be wrong with that whack-ass prediction right that prediction was whack-ass thank you for acknowledging that not as whack-ass as yours because yours was wronger (laughs) we don't know that yet Mm. we've got room for it to be right still oh we'll see buddy boy (laughs) yeah well i guess we will see so so a couple cool facts about piranha plant that i think we can sort of take forward to assume that other dlc characters will do this as well okay piranha plant has its own classic mode right it's called new bloom and piranha plant just fights a bunch of characters that are new to super smash bros ultimate right um i think this is fine yeah i there i'm sure there was a more creative thing that could have been done but whatever right yeah okay so if if you were in charge of figuring out the roster for piranha plants classic mode mm-hmm. what what would you do uh i mean my instinct is just like do like plant themed stuff i yeah right I was, like you could have like ivysaur in there yeah alamar uh-huh alamar uh, isabel and villager both plant things uh you could have like snake in one of his like kind of like uh, leafy camos oh that's you know? pretty good that's pretty yeah. good yeah um i mean that's the first thing that pops into my mind um yeah i, I think that's good i was gonna I was going to say something along a similar line. Right. It'd be called Piranha Planting the Seeds. Oh, the... yep. There and, you go. And the boss fight would be Marks, because Marks plants those right. seeds into the ground, and they grow up into, like, thorns and shit. Yeah. I guess I won't spoil what the actual boss fight is, but uh, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, right, for yeah. Piranha Plants uh-huh. Classic Mode. Well, it it is a boss that is new to Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's Okay, yeah. Yep, yep. That makes sense. Yeah. Good luck guessing who. Yes. 
the the other interesting thing about Piranha Plant is that once you have Piranha Plant and you go into World of Light mode, you immediately unlock Piranha Plant in World of Light. Right. So that means you'll prob the same thing will probably happen with other DLC characters. I was gonna say like, and that's good because then I can just go into World of Light and play as Joker with immediately without yeah. having to fuck around and find him. Which is rad. That's yeah, rad. I like that. But you and I have both played Piranha Plant. Yes. What do you think? Ooh, I don't know, man. I uh, <laughs> I I watched uh, footage of him before I played him, and I right. thought the the footage made him seem really cool. Right. There's a lot of really neat tricks you can do with him. Like uh, he's got that poison cloud, and, uh-huh. and one thing that I think is really neat is you can kind of barf it out and then like hide in it. Yeah. And so they don't know what you're gonna do next. But then uh, actually, kind of getting my hands on Piranha Plant. One thing that is really interesting but just kind of like clunky and weird about him is that like all of his moves kind of have like a secondary component. Yeah, they they all have kind of a follow-up that you have to do. Right. Like, like yeah, like his his like he he spits out he spits out the spiky ball and uh-huh. then you have to aim it. Right. Uh, you have to charge up the poison cloud before you can use it. And if you're doing his down special then you have to like aim the pot and then fire kind yeah. of him. And then I guess the up special isn't really like that. That would yeah. be the one exception. Right. But, uh, you know, I think that that's, that's kind of a neat high concept in yeah. practice. It's just like I was playing him and thinking to myself, like, I'll need better execution than I will ever have in Smash <laughs> to effectively play Piranha Plant. And so I felt like I was just, like, stumbling around like a dumbass the whole time <laughs> I was trying it out. I, like, there was no finesse at all. Yeah, I've... I get where you're coming from there. Like, I, I really love Piranha Plant's moveset, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, great tool set. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, it's really hard for me to win with Piranha Plant. <laughs> right. I'm not good enough to be Piranha Plant. I also have, you know, um, a lingering resentment that he is in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't help either. Like, if, if I thought he was really cool, then I might want to put some time in and learn a moveset like this. Right. In particular because it is kind of like a weird zoning moveset, which I usually love. Oh, yeah, you're into that shit. But, like, you know, already he's a very mechanically complex character, and then on top of that, I would care more about, like, a meat pie being added into the game as a character. <laughs> Wait, so, so so if Sakurai actually put a jacket pocket into the game... <laughs> <laughs> what what would you prefer? Uh, well, I mean, you know, I would I'd be ripping seams all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's, we cannot make this a running gag for multiple episodes. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, oh, I, mean, I I think that about sums it up. Yeah, you know, I. Like, Piranha Plant's complicated, and I'm not motivated to learn how to play as Piranha Plant because I think he's dumb. But uh, <laughs> I'm glad that people are enjoying him. You know, there have been yeah. like, videos and stuff of people, you know, having fun with him, and that's that's good for them. Yeah, now that Piranha Plant's actually here, like, I actually really appreciate him because I've kind of realized something. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I never got around to making this episode, but we, over the course of several episodes, we've been kind of wondering who the WTF character of Smash oh, Ultimate would be. right, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and whether or not Smash Ultimate would even get a WTF character. It sure did. Piranha Plant <laughs> right, is a WTF yeah. character. That's true. Yeah, like, Sakurai found a new way to subvert our expectations. Uh-huh. You know, like, everyone was looking into, like, all these deep cuts and being like, this is going to be the WTF character, this is going to be the WTF character. Oh, it's absolutely going to be the stick figure cardboard man representing Nintendo Labo. Oh, it's definitely going to be uh, Diskun, right. the, the mascot of the Nintendo 64 disk drive, right? 
And Sakurai's just like, you know what? I'm going to make a character that you've seen a billion times and never even thought about. Uh, and uh, I, I, get, I get why people are annoyed by him, uh-huh. but I, I do think there's a level of genius in what he did. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I think that he kind of, you could say that he successfully trolled us, right? I guess that's <laughs> yeah. fair. But there's also an extent to which it's almost like if he were like the chef at a fancy restaurant <laughs> and he came out and he was like, ah, you thought I was going to serve you grass-fed goat milk with this. But in fact, it's margarine that I melted in a microwave. <laughs> oh, I have tricked you. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, I don't want to eat this, but I guess you did trick me. Oh, okay, but you're going into a restaurant where you you expect to be tricked at least <laughs> once. <laughs> but I was hoping that it would be in a way where it's to be like, mm, yeah, this is good. But instead it's like, yeah, you did warm this up in a microwave. That's, that's absolutely right. I mean, I kind of like the side dish you prepared. You know, that was good. Uh, there's some components of this dish that I like. Unfortunately... It's mainly melted margarine <laughs> in a microwave. And I don't like that. <laughs> that's pretty much, uh, that's the least complicated metaphor that I could think of for uh, the piranha plant experience and how it feels. Yeah, well, you really, you really simply, you, your, your, your metaphor was about as easy to parse as piranha plants moveset. I see. Okay, good. Then I'm I'm glad that you like it because you like things that Sakurai does. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I do like things that Sakurai does. Um. Anyway, I yeah. I th- I'm glad Piranha Plants in the game. I think he. I think Piranha Plants really cool. And yeah, move move sets neat. I probably won't be learning. Right. I, I probably won't be trying very hard to like main Piranha Plant or yeah, anything. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm really interested to see some high-level Piranha Plant play. I'm really uh, interested to see, like, Piranha Plant, like, in a top eight. I'm interested to see if Piranha Plant will be used in high-level play. I mean, it could very well be that uh, there are characters who are simpler and also more effective or as effective. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but uh, at the very least, like, I, I think at the very least, you know, there will be, like, the odd Piranha Plant and casuals where you're, like, watching them play and thinking, like, how the fuck are they doing that? That's yeah. really cool. You know, actually, here's a fun fact about Smash Bros. Ultimate. Sakurai mentioned this in an interview. Maybe we talked about this last episode? I don't know um, yet. <laughs> fair. <laughs> uh, but Sakurai mentioned that he's looked at the stats. He's looked at uh, he's he's looked at the records of people playing and no, not a single character in Smash Bros. Ultimate's online records has a win rate above 60% okay. or below 40%. That's great. Yeah, right? That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. really great. Like, part of me wonders if it's like, if it's kind of a, a player's creating the balance thing. You uh-huh. know, like, like 40% of the people losing as, say, Krom... <laughs> Are people that just heard Crom was top tier, uh-huh. but they're really bad at the game? <laughs> but I, I, you know, I do think there's still something to be said for that because a lot of the time, like when a game first comes out, like uh, this is a problem that you see a lot in MOBAs, right? Like a right. new character gets released and they're just fucking running away with it, and they get like a seventy-five percent win rate. Right, right, right. Um, clearly, that's not happening here, right? Yeah, like, no character is so good 
that even a complete shithead, you know, right. can pick them up and just and just kind of like dominate. Yeah, that's true. There's no Ivan Ooze problems. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. God, do do I need to explain that? Maybe I should explain I, that. I guess. Yeah, there's a power <laughs> if that's the metaphor if that's what you want to run with. Right, yeah. There there's a Power Rangers fighting game for the Sega Genesis or the Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo, I think. Yeah, I, Super Nintendo. Uh there's there's a final boss character named Ivan Ooze. You can unlock him as a playable character. Yeah. And he has been he he's been called by multiple gaming publications the most broken character <laughs> in a fighting game. Yeah, he's uh, wild. Yeah, like there it's just impossible to lose as him once you know his moveset. Can't lose as the ooze. <laughs> oh that's good. Oh well, Thank great. You. Good job. <laughs> good job, man. Uh I, I I get the vibe that the Piranha Plant is is complicated, yeah, uh, but not a bad character. I would even lean towards saying that Piranha Plant is a very good character in the right hands. I often find that my expectations of which characters will be good and which ones will be, will be bad are like subverted because of things that I don't understand. You know, right. like oh, it turns out this character is really bad, even though you thought it was really good because. Uh, is uh, he, he doesn't have really a frame advantage on this normal, like, right? Yeah, fucking really, but uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like no, no, man. Piranha Plant's broken. If you do an L floppy at the, on the seventh frame, <laughs> right? Uh, then he's invincible <laughs> until you die. Uh. <laughs> There's like gamers are so bad at naming things. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, like you're right. <laughs> really bad at naming things it's really like yeah. in the fighting game community there's so many examples of like wow this is a bad term. oh man i used to just like on principle not say like bodied and shit because of how much i hated it oh yeah i refused to say salty yeah. for years yeah i gave up on that after a while because yeah. you know it was just started i was starting to feel like a crotchety old man <laughs> um it, you know it's fine they can say whatever they want i'll say it you yeah know, I'm, but, I'm used uh, to salty now too right like, no I'll, exactly I'll just say salty yeah I actually, I had a problem with that for a while because uh, there was a kid in a class that I taught uh, <laughs> when I was still a teacher who, like, any time another kid got mad, he would go, salty, exactly like that. <laughs> and it drove me fucking crazy. No, that, that kid's the worst. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, really, it's... really, really awful. Yeah. Um, and then he, he, like, beat the shit out of somebody and got expelled. Oh, God. That. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking twist. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, I can't say that I missed him. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I don't miss him right now. But anyway, yeah, I uh I <laughs> Yeah, I, I like Piranha Plant. Piranha Plant's good. Piranha Plant's not the only Smash Bros news. That's right. Smash Bros topic we can talk about. Talk about the other topic. So, we talked uh last episode about the Dragon Quest rumor about uh about Airdrick being playable. Right. And we potentially have a little more fuel to that fire today. Okay. A few days ago, a couple days ago, Shinya Kumazaki, the supervisor of Smash Bros. Ultimate, Uh made an Instagram post. He posted a picture of a little Kirby figurine standing next to uh, Erdrick Shield from Dragon Quest. Right. And uh, he called it, he just captioned it, the Braves Shield. Uh, now, as uh, as you Smash savvy people know, the next character slot after Joker is codenamed Brave. Right. And people already had theories about that meaning Erdrick because the 
because the the hero class in Dragon Quest is called Yusha in Japanese, which is the Japanese word for brave. Right. So now a Smash Bros. person is outright tweeting, Instagramming a Erdrick thing and calling it the Brave's Shield. Uh, notably with the Kirby figurine in there. Kirby, of course, being Sakurai's baby. Yes. His pink fluffy baby. Yes, yes. Um, so I think there's really two ways to interpret this. One is that it's a it's a big fucking hint. Yeah. Right? That they, they know we know and they're uh-huh. uh and they're they're just uh they're just getting us excited before the announcement. Right. Or, you know, getting us something before the announcement. <laughs> uh alternately, they know that we think we know and they're playing with us. Ah, I see. Yeah. The the old Ed Boon. Yeah. The reverse uh, troll. Because uh, it's been brought to my attention that the Yusha thing, that's one very valid interpretation of the codename Brave. Sure. But there's other characters that could fit Brave. Okay. Uh, one, actually, that I've seen come up uh, is Agumon right. uh, from Digimon. Uh-huh. Uh, Agumon, uh, in several of his incarnations has been associated with the word brave. Okay. And he's been called Agumon the Brave sometimes. Ah. Uh, he, like, you can get, like, Agumon gear called the Brave Gear or something. Just, uh-huh. stu- just stuff like that, right? Okay. Uh, alternately, one of Sora's drive forms in Kingdom Hearts 2 is called the Brave Form. Right. Um, and you would really love for Sora to be in the game. I would really, <laughs> really love for Sora to be in the game. Particularly now that like we're playing through Kingdom Hearts 3, we're, which yeah. is fantastic. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is so fucking yeah, good. It's really, really good. Yeah, it's been out for barely a week now, so I'll I'll not go into detail. Right, no, no, of course not. Yeah, um, but wow, I really love Kingdom Hearts 3, and it just makes me want to play as him in a Smash Bros. game <laughs> real bad. Yeah. Yeah, so I I do think there's there's a chance that Shinya Kumazaki like is like okay, so people a lot of people online have convinced themselves that Brave is the Dragon Quest guy. Uh-huh. I have a Dragon Quest shield right here. Why don't I just snap a little picture, and that way we can really surprise people when it's either Sora or Akumon. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure which side of this I'm on. Because, like, I I wouldn't put it above Sakurai to tease us like this, right? Sure. But I don't really know Shinya Kumazaki. I don't really know... I see. ...his his deal. Looking at his Instagram, he does just love taking pictures of either Pikachu or Kirby figurines mm. next to things. Okay. Like, for example, uh, there's there's a Kirby next to Doraemon, right? Oh, okay. And I don't think Doraemon's going to be in Smash. <laughs> anyway, what, which side of that... Uh, which side of that do you think you're on? I am leaning toward this being a tease for a Dragon Quest character. Yeah. Just because I think that that's, I think of that style of sort of like, you know, anti-trolling as being more of a Western thing than an Eastern thing. I get that, uh, yeah. And so that's that would be the primary reason why I'm feeling that way. Yeah, and... I don't know Sakurai does tend to tease more than uh, misdirect. Right. I'd say, like if w- whenever we get into a tiff, whenever we like, we really strongly believe something's going to happen, and then Sakurai turns around. And it's like it's actually this. It, he didn't make us think the thing. Right. We made us us think the thing. Yeah, we made <laughs> us think the thing. Yeah. Like, sometimes the fan base just kind of runs away with a thought, 
and Sakurai was never planning on doing that thing. You right. Know? For example, he would not make a tweet going like, what do you guys think about Decidueye? <laughs> and then make Incineroar. Right, he doesn't, right. Yeah, he doesn't really do that shit. No, not so much. So yeah, I I regrettably think you're right. I okay. do think that Erdrick is, this is probably a, a point in favor of Erdrick. Mm-hmm. Um, that bums me out a little bit because I... I, I really just want Sora to be in the game, and I don't think both Sora and Erdrick will be in the game. Yeah, I get you there. I, um, you know, I think that there's uh, there's a better chance than not that Erdrick will will be surprised by how cool Erdrick is. You know, like uh, so I'll I'll reserve judgment until we get the trailer. Yeah, I I think that's fair because Sakurai's just really good at move sets. You know? <laughs> right, right, yeah, um, exactly. He's he's sometimes proven to be. Not quite as imaginative when it comes to sword fighters, mm-hmm. which Erdrick would be, but I, I think he'd find a way to make Erdrick really cool. I think it's also worth considering that a character with a sword is not necessarily a sword fighter, yeah. In the sense that you have like Link, for instance, who's right. more about the gadgets. You know, like I mean, I think that there's room to make Erdrick a non-sword fighter character in the sense that like most Fire Emblem characters would be considered sword fighters, right? Right. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. No, I um. I, I think that's a good point. I, I, I'm I picking up what you're putting down there. Cool. I'm glad, because, man, it was heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's all the smash talk, all the correction talk. Okay. Now, let's cut open the meat. Cut that meat. <laughs> pika, pika. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that meat. <laughs> uh, Pokemon 2019. Yes. So as Nintendo have uh, have led us to believe, a new Pokemon game is coming out by the end of this year. Uh, it's going to be a mainline game, right? And it is more likely than not going to start the eighth generation of Pokemon, right? So it is our job now, here at a Smashing Theory, to predict the Pokemon announcements for this year. Oh boy! All right, let's do this. So uh, first, I think. Probably a good place to start is the announcement time frame. Okay. Uh, now, I think we're probably going to hear about the next Pokemon game pretty soon because they like, uh, especially with new generations, they like them to have a nice, decent length marketing time. Right. Some time to percolate in the minds of potential Poke, uh, Pokemaniacs, if you will. Yes. And, uh, and Pokemon Sun and Moon uh, was announced on Pokemon's 20th anniversary. Right. February 27th. Um, so I think, I think Gen 8 might be announced around then, so I'm thinking late February, okay. uh, potentially March. Gotcha. Um, I think we will absolutely hear, we will absolutely know what the new Pokemon game is called by the end of March. Cool. Yeah, I'll say that. Alright, I like that time frame. And, uh, and I think it'll be in a Pokemon Direct that won't only announce Pokemon Gen 8. Aha. I think there'll be some other Pokemon announcements. Cool. Some smaller ones. So uh, let's talk about what some of those could be. Okay. Let's do it. So I think the first possibility is that Pokemon Tournament still just has an empty character slot in it. Okay. And really, the more time that passes with that being true, the less I think that it's going to get filled. Yeah, I'm, my feeling about Pokemon Tournament is that it's essentially a dead game yeah, at I, this point. I'm I more or less agree with that. Um, although there, the Pokemon World Tournament now has a Pokemon Tournament like tournament 
you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, like, Pokemon Tournament is still active in the tournament scene for Nintendo. They still run tournaments for it. That's good, because I, I actually, I like Pokemon Tournament a lot. Like, Me too, yeah. I think it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad that, uh, you know, there are still enough enthusiasts that they can host a tournament for them. Yeah, I, so I do think there's, like, a chance that either at the next Pokemon Direct, or even maybe at the tournament, uh-huh, uh-huh. they'll 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 fill that last slot. They'll oh, announce okay. a new character. Um, what would be your dream Pokemon to be added? To my Pokemon? dream Pokemon oh, to be yes. added. Hmm. Man, there's a lot. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of good Pokemon picks that haven't been filled up. It's funny, like they they've covered a lot of good move sets. So, like for example, I would love Halucha. Uh huh. But, but we already but have Pikachu stupid... Libre makes that redundant. Or stupid Pikachu, as I almost <laughs> call it. <laughs> stupid Pikachu. Just the announcer, like. Yeah. Right, yeah. What about you? Um, you know, my instinct is to just say Hitmonlee because that's my favorite fighting Pokemon. Right. Uh, but actually, why not go with my favorite Pokemon of all time? Put Golurk in there. Oh, Golurk's really cool. Yeah, yeah. lots of weird ghost shit going on. You uh-huh. know, I feel as though there's a lot of moveset potential there. Yeah, nice, like, heavyweight character, uh-huh. like, like a bruiser type, yeah. Yeah, I love Golurk. Put Golurk in, uh, the game. Yeah, my favorite Pokemon, Tropius, would not be quite as good of a fit for a fighting game. I don't think I'd make that my my pick. Well, you know, my second favorite Pokemon is Stunfisk, so <laughs> it's kind of a similar situation. Is, is is Stunfisk one of the partner Pokemon? Is that one of the partners you oh, can call out? Maybe. Like you can sort of lay him down like a mine. That'd be really cool. I like that idea. I don't yeah. know if it's true or not. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Uh, Garbodor would be great, Gar- actually. Garbodor. Gar- uh, you know the Pokemon Trubbish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, Gar- right. Garbodor is its evolution. I thought you were just like trying to say Gardevoir and having a really hard time. <laughs> Garbodor, <laughs> Garbodor. No, no. There's an actual Pokemon named Garbodor. Right. Okay. Uh, but I, if we're talking practical, I think the Pokemon they might add would be uh, Melmetal. Okay. Yeah. the The latest Pokemon that they added to Pokemon Let's Go. Right. Sure. Uh, Promote that. Yes. Uh, I think Melmetal could actually have a really cool moveset, because I really like Melmetal's design. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember what Melmetal looks like? Uh, is that the one where it, it's kind of a nut? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's Melton. Yeah. Right? The, the the thing that looks kind of like a ditto with a nut on top of it. Right, that's what I was thinking of. Right. Melmetal is its evolution. Okay. Uh, Let me yeah. just look it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that works. That's yeah. good. Yeah, good fighting game Pokemon. Yep. Yeah, you, you did a really good job pretending you knew what I was talking about. Well, there. I thought you were talking about Melton. <laughs> so I was like, I mean, I don't really understand why he's a good character for Pocket, but sure. You know, he's got a nut. <laughs> His super move is just called Got a Nut. Excuse me. Sonic runs out, Got a Nut. nut. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, ultimately, I don't really think there'll be any Pokemon tournament announcements in the near future. No, me neither. Although I could see, like, a year or two from now them announcing Pokemon Tournament 2. I would love that. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. Me also. Because it would come out for the, it would be come out for the Switch first. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, so I feel as though that automatically would get them, like, a degree of market share that they didn't have access to. Yeah. Uh, when it was coming out for the Wii U. Yeah. 
Another thing I could see getting announced this year, uh, we're kind of like moving up the likelihood scale, I think. Okay. Is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I would love that. Yeah, we haven't had a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon since I want to say 2014. Wow, that's really sad. Yeah, maybe 2016. Okay. Um, but it was a, it was a 3DS game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. I think that was the most recent one. Okay. It was 2015 in the okay. States. In the States and Japan and then 2016 in, uh, in Europe. Still too long. Yeah, I want to say that if we don't get a mystery Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game this year, it might be the longest amount of time we've gone without a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game wow. since Mystery Dungeon has been a thing. Okay. And I feel I feel like if they did it this year, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Switch would probably get kind of cannibalized by Gen right, 8, you know? Like, people right. would just wait for Gen 8 unless people would buy it. Sure. Uh, I feel like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon S, let's call it, <laughs> could be could be something that we see in like 2020. Okay. Right. We get Gen 8 this year, and then and we get a mystery dungeon game next year with some Gen 8 Pokemon in it. Okay. I wish it was coming out sooner, but uh, you know, as long as it's coming out at all, yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. I really like just the whole mystery dungeon franchise. You it's, know, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, they they do really cool stuff, and so uh, even though. My playtime of the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, fran- you know, sub-franchise, if you will, right. in particular, is kind of limited. Uh, I'm just happy that it exists, and I'm always excited to see more come out. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I do really miss the older Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games, mm-hmm. where your player character was decided by a personality test. Right. Uh, they stopped doing that in the more recent games, and that made me really <laughs> sad. In Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Sky... I was a Toto Dial. Oh, cool. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> I I don't remember what Pokemon I got when I did the quiz for the very first Mystery Dungeon. Strike me uh, as a Bulbasaur. I don't know if it was that, but I wouldn't mind being a Bulbasaur. If I had to be a Pokemon. Yeah. You know. Yeah, why not? Bulbasaur! <laughs> uh... I don't think we'll get Pokemon Mystery Dungeon this year, but I would really like one. Okay. Here's one. Man, I really hope this ends up panning out. Shortly after Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links came out, <laughs> if you listen to our podcast, it's no secret that I I play a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. I love it very much. That might be the least secretive thing about Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I think a little while after Duel Links came out and after it was proven that it's pretty popular... There was a rumor that Pokemon was was making a a Pokemon trading card game mobile game. Right. That they had kind of started work on that. Yeah. In uh in early 2017. So it's it's been 2 years. So there's two possibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh they gave up and canceled it <laughs> or right. they are about to release it. Yeah. I actually I'm feeling the latter option there, you know? I think it's entirely possible that they've just been quietly working on it this whole time and that we're going to find out about it in a Pokemon Direct, you know? Yeah, man, that'd be really amazing. Yeah. Um, so here's, yeah, here, here's what I think. Like, a Pokemon trading card game, like, free-to-play game yeah. that does a lot of what Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links does, uh-huh. uh, releases simultaneously for mobile and Switch. Ah. Uh, kind of like Pokemon Quest did. Okay, okay. And yeah, it kind of does like the, it kind of has some gotcha elements uh-huh. uh, with the Pokemon cards. And I feel like it'll be, 
it'll take some cues from how generous uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links is, uh-huh. but it will be less generous than Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I hope that's true so hard, because I really <laughs> love trading card games, just in general. Yeah. And I've wanted to revisit Pokemon trading mm-hmm. card game for a really long time. I played it, like, casually when I was a kid. Right. When I was, like, really young. Yeah. I, I collected the cards, but I had no idea how the game worked until, <laughs> like, my 20s. Yeah I, I, yeah. I collected the cards, too, but I was bad at the game. You know? <laughs> I see. Yeah. I just wanted those sweet, sweet holographics. They were sweet. Yeah, they were man. sweet. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, so, like, they're they're stupid if they don't <laughs> if, if they don't put that out soon. Uh, so, I, I'm, like, this this is... This is partially fueled by like blind hope, but sure. I'm I'm gonna say that yeah we'll we'll hear we'll hear about the Pokemon trading card game mobile game at the next direct. I hope you're correct about that. I've I've had a renewed interest in the TCG lately because I watched um, Kyle Bosman's excellent playthrough of uh, the second Pokemon trading card game game for the Game Boy. Oh yeah, and first of all, that game itself is just really great. Like, yeah. uh, Team Great Rocket has seized Pokemon <laughs> cards from common people because they believe that Pokemon should be battled and not collected. <laughs> and uh, so you have to, like, rescue them. And it's all, it's all very melodramatic. Like, at one point, you're, like, you, like, go into the water element gym, and there's these, uh, like, the gym leaders are just, like, floating in a pool, and you rescue them, and they're like, wow, thank you. If, if you hadn't won that duel one second, you know, uh, faster uh, we would have drowned <laughs> like it's all it's all like that it's so great but also i just uh so many um you know uh card games these days are kind of like hearth clones if you will uh-huh. you know um and like, then like even even when the card game is initially not a hearthstone clone <laughs> right like like they, the magic one yeah right yeah. like magic the gathering arena uh-huh. they they will at least change the aesthetic so that it looks more like Hearthstone. Right. It's like, no, I'm looking for card games besides Hearthstone because I don't like Hearthstone's aesthetic. <laughs> and I will say that, you know, um, I think that Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links in particular does a really good job of kind of remaining faithful to the core game. Oh, yeah, that's that's one of the reasons I'm into it. <laughs> um, one of several. Anyway, go on. But uh, one thing that I really came to appreciate while I was watching that playthrough is how mechanically different the Pokemon trading card game is from any other trading card game out there right yeah, now. Yeah, right? Like, you you know, you've got, like, uh, your kind of main Pokemon out, but you also have, like, your bench Pokemon, and uh-huh. there's moves that can affect them, and uh, just, like, a lot of really interesting stuff going on in that game. And so it'd be really fun to be able to just play that on my phone and to have a very different experience from, like, Shadowverse, for instance, which yeah. I have been, you know, on and off into. Right. Um, so I, I I hope that uh, your thought, you know, about that is correct. Yeah, man. I, I have been, like, so mad that Game Freak and the Pokemon Company haven't done a Pokemon trading card game video game right like since the Game Boy Color yeah. like they they have done like those PC like you know uh, yeah. like like the online PC version that like kind of integrates <laughs> like i i think for a while they did a thing where it's like if you buy a booster pack in real life there's a code on the back of the box oh, that see. you can put in and and uh and get that deck in the digital game as well right, uh, right. which which is neat but like yeah. obviously it it didn't really pick up popularity that hard i i just want 
I just want to play it on on a video game system. Me too. I would love to have a trading card game game for the Switch. Yeah, you know, just be able to carry that around with me, defeat Team Great Great Rocket or whatever the fuck they have going on. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd be all about that. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, that's that's my that's my prediction <laughs> that they'll announce it because I will cry if they don't. Okay, don't make Daniel cry, guys. <laughs> uh, do you I'll have beat a... you up? Aw, yeah. sweet of you. Hey, you do you have any other non-mainline game thoughts for what they could announce in a direct or just any time this year? As usual, I've had a thought, but it's not going to get announced. What I really want... Do you remember Pokemon Conquest? That, oh! That Pokemon slash Nobunaga's Ambition Oh, game yeah, man, came out? yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want, like, another one of those, or maybe, like, a Pokemon Crossfire Emblem thing or something like that. Yeah. Like, more Pokemon turn-based strategy games. That's what I want. Yeah, Pokemon Conquest 2 would be pretty cool. Yeah. Because, like, the only thing wrong with Pokemon Conquest 1 is that there weren't enough Pokemon in it. Like, <laughs> right. that, that game ended too soon for me. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I liked it a lot, otherwise. Yeah, cool shit going on in that game. And uh, and that was Tecmo Koei, I think. I believe so. Who, like, who are at least, like, contenders for collaborating with Nintendo the most out of third parties. True. Uh, So, yeah, that'd be great. Also, I'd just be down for them... Announcing a new Pokemon spinoff that's that that has nothing in common with anything they've done previously. Yes, yeah, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, just like get a get a third party to make a weird new Pokemon spinoff, like Pokemon Conquest, uh-huh. but or like I'm, Pokemon Snap, like that kind of quirkiness. Oh, yes, yeah. Hell, actually, Pokemon Snap too. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, put that on the Switch, man. Like wh- that never happened for the Wii U or the 3DS. Two systems that are perfectly equipped to, to do a game like that right yeah it's yeah. mind-blowing alternately uh, put it on my mobile phone let me use my camera to take pictures of pokemon that's pokemon go sean no this is different because it's good <laughs> <in my mind>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way look forward to our episode about pokemon go and play this it's garbage <laughs> here's a little preview for you <laughs> Sean doesn't like it. Oh, wink. I I mean, it's probably it'd probably be generous to say that anyone involved in that episode liked it, <laughs> right? Uh, but Sean definitely liked it the least. Yeah, that is uh, that is the truth. Yeah, but I'm kind of hoping for like a Tokyo Mirage Sessions level of weird spinoff for oh, Pokemon. I'm so down for that. Yeah, yeah, right. Like just like something as crazy as Atlas. And intelligent systems teaming up to make a crossover between Shimigami Tensei and Fire Emblem. Right. I want something that stupid for for Pokemon. Pokemon Dance Revolution. Less stupid. <laughs> 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 I mean, there was a Mario Dance Dance Revolution game. Yeah, that wasn't good. Uh, no, it wasn't. Like the Mario soundtrack has <laughs> right. has the potential. For some fun tracks to dance to. Yeah. But that game was 70% classical music. I was going to say, it's fucking mind-boggling. Yeah. Like, you have access to one of the most iconic soundtracks in the history of video gaming, and you're just throwing fucking not Mario music into it? What are you doing? Yeah, just like Luigi slowly dancing, like, bomb, 
What a buzz Were you before you cracked up? Were you gonna go? Oh, mama mia! No, I had had no idea how that was going to end. Because that was that was where my mind went. Oh, good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, at least the Mario Dance Dance Revolution had. Waluigi as like the primary antagonist, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, that's it's a the good most choice. important role he's had in the spinoff to date, <laughs> right? Uh, which is funny and sad in its own way, just like Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that's uh, I, I I think that's all the the non mainline talk I can muster. Okay, let's muster some mainline talk. Ooh, uh, muster that mainline. Yeah, ketchup and mustard. So, Gen 8, coming out for the Switch by the end of this year. Right. So I think the big question is what the gameplay is going to be like. I think that's a good question. So do we think, because we've gotten, we've gotten differing takes, right? Uh-huh. When, uh, when Pokemon Let's Go was announced, <laughs> like people at the Pokemon company kind of went out of the way to be like, this isn't what the main franchise is going to be like. This is a spinoff. It's right. not a mainline game. Uh, and then... <laughs> And then the game came out, it sold like hotcakes, it got a bunch of great reviews, and then Junichi Masuda went, I never said it wasn't going to be a mainline game. <laughs> it's a mainline game. Which is very, like, he'd be a great American politician, right? <laughs> oh, because God. Because that's all they're doing lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so depressing. Oh, brother. Um, uh, you know, I, uh, as someone who uh, really didn't like Pokemon Let's Go, and who... Uh, is completely baffled that it received the review scores that it did. Uh, I hope that if they do choose to integrate any Pokemon Go mechanics, that they are very selective about what they choose to put in there. And that my my thing is that I'd be okay with some Pokemon Go features, uh-huh. but especially the motion control stuff should be optional. Absolutely, yes, yeah. yeah. I uh, you know uh, there are. There are a couple of quality of life things that I really appreciated in Pokemon Let's Go yeah. that I wouldn't mind if they carried over. In particular, I think that being able to see Pokemon on the map as you're walking around oh, yeah, man. is a revelation and yeah, should please... be standard in Pokemon games going yeah, forward. Like, please keep that. Absolutely. Uh, having said that, I never want to try to, you know... Uh, catch Articuno while it's like hopping around uh, <laughs> by plying it with berries and balls for five hours. Again, I don't want to do that again. You know, I don't want to catch Pokemon that way anymore. Yeah, um, I, I, I think one thing that would be nice is, is when it comes to catching Pokemon, there's like, there's a standard mode and a go mode. Yeah. So like, yeah, in go mode, you'll be able to. Just catch Pokemon with Pokeballs by swinging them a certain way, mm-hmm. and in standard mode, you catch them by whittling down their HP with your Pokemon as, and and pressing A to throw a Pokeball. Like as long as there are options, 
I don't mind if there are features that are integrated from Pokemon Go. The issue that I have is that historically, Nintendo has been really bad about providing options to turn off features that I don't like. Yeah. Specifically, motion control in several games, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, I feel as though the history has shown that I'm unlikely to have my way here if they choose to implement a Pokemon Go catching mechanic. Yeah. I, and that I... would ruin the game for me. <laughs> completely uh it it wouldn't it would make the game less fun for me for sure i'd probably still power through you know get get to the point where i have a have a team that i like and then not really focus on catching anymore (laughs) right but yeah that would be a bummer yeah Um, i I would just (laughs) if i had to play the game and it were like that I would just, like, make a team out of the first six Pokemon I got. Okay, it's my starter. Three Pidgeys, a Geodude, and this rock I found. Cool. Ready to go. Let's the take Geodude on the Elite Four. The Geodude is the rock you found. No, there's another rock. It's, it's literally just a rock on the ground. Uh, not a Pokemon. <laughs> that would be my team. I, yeah. would, uh, I would go up against the, uh, the Elite Four with my fully evolved starter. Uh, three Pidgeots. A G. What's Geodude evolve into? A, uh, uh, a golem. Yeah, sure. That and uh, a, a very scuffed up rock. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I do think is a safe bet is that you'll probably be able to connect uh, Gen Eight with Pokemon Go again. Hopefully, in a more meaningful way than you could in Pokemon Let's Go. I don't think it's going to be more meaningful. <laughs> I mean, I wish that it would. Yeah, yeah, I, I just think yeah, you'll be able to, you'll be able to transfer your your Pokemon from your copy of Pokemon Go to like your Go Park right. in Gen Eight or whatever. Presumably, there'll still be a bunch of shitty restrictions on that. Yeah. And, uh, but less, I think there will be less restrictions. I think they'll, I think they'll open it up to maybe like at least like gen one and gen two (laughs) Pokemon. And I think that'll still be the only way you can get Melton and Melmetal. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But otherwise I, I hope they kind of, I hope they kind of cool it Uh with, with those kinds of features and, and really like, I think it would be smart of Nintendo to have their mainline stuff still be like pretty friendly to people that don't like motion controls yeah, that'd be and good. and you know and be a more be more for lack of a better word hardcore experience uh-huh and for them to have a let's go franchise alongside it uh where they have that let's go gameplay with the motion control catching and stuff god that would be great because then yeah. i could just not buy any more let's go games and be <laughs> really happy with the rest of my life yeah yeah i i hope they do that i don't know what the over under is on that no me neither yeah. i like they <laughs> the like the chance of them just making a series of really stupid decisions with regard to pokemon go integration i feel as though like it's higher than it's ever been <laughs> to an extent <laughs> And I hope I'm wrong about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried. Like, I think Pokemon Let's Go is is great for for Pokemon Let's Go's target audience for the people that like Pokemon Let's Go. Right. I think that's great for them. But I think it's great as long as that exists more or less separately from the mainline series. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you know, I uh, I would not, for instance, want to be playing uh, the brand new Street Fighter Six, and then suddenly there's mechanics from Puzzle Fighter in it. Uh, <laughs> Two very different experiences right. that you can appreciate on their own. Yeah. So I, don't, I, I guess I guess we are we are the prediction podcast. 
do we think that there will be Pokemon Let's Go slash Pokemon Go mechanics shoved into the game to the point that it compromises the main gameplay? I'm actually going to take... I'm going to make an optimistic prediction here. I'm going to say that there w- they will take some cues from Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. but that it will be surprisingly tasteful and in a way that if it doesn't enhance the experience, at least doesn't negatively impact it. I yeah, I I'm I'm going to I'm going to join you on on the optimism train there. Cool. I, okay. I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And I really hope I'm right about that. <laughs> Yeah, because I th- I think we could both agree that there's a chance that you're not. Uh yes, I I yeah, yeah, yeah. there is for sure. Do we think there are there any new features you can think of that Pokemon 8 will sport? Um one unfeature that I'd really appreciate is if they could take out the thing where you're like rubbing your Pokemon. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I I don't think that's going to happen. I actually think that that's going to become even more involved than in previous Pokemon games, but it makes me deeply uncomfortable and I wish that it wasn't in there. <laughs> I I love how the the Pokemon Let's Go episode of Play This is slowly becoming a companion piece of this episode. Right. Because like yeah. if you listen to that episode, you'll really appreciate the context of all this. Yes. And how like uncomfortable Sean got like when he had to like pet his Eevee during oh, during Pokemon Let's Go. I don't like it. I don't I don't really get it. Like I I pet my Pikachu and I was fine. I thought it was pretty cute. So as I said <laughs> As I said on the Play This episode about Pokemon Go, there's just something that I find very uncomfortable about the fact that a human woman was clearly the voice actor for Eevee, and when I pet Eevee, it is her voice that is coming out of the Eevee's mouth. I don't like it. it I feel really weird about it. Like, it's... It, I mean... <laughs> It would be like if you got down on all fours and pretended to be a dog and I pet you. That's what it feels like to me. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to do that, even though I'm sure you'd be a very convincing dog because you're a very good actor. I wouldn't want to pet you. Ooh. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, my belly. Ooh. This is what it's like. <laughs> This is what it's like in Pokemon Let's Go, and Daniel doesn't get it. (laughs) Thank you, Sean, for touching me there. Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 Anyway, uh, that's how I feel about that. I don't want that in the game. What features do you think should get added? (laughs) Um, I, I, I think the, I, I think the era of Pokemon ever having a meaningful post game is just gone completely, which is sad as fuck. Yeah, because that was such a cool part of Pokemon. Um, it was one of the things I loved most about Pokemon. You know, it's yeah. it's why like it's why Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver have yet to be usurped as like my favorite Pokemon game. Right, because like the Battle Frontier stuff in that was just like really phenomenal, and then they never 
made <laughs> they never did the battle frontier and shit again you know right uh yeah post post games have felt comparatively empty ever since then mm-hmm. uh even though you know some post games do have like fun fun little things you can do but they extend they extend the game by up to like 10 hours instead of like hundreds right. of hours like i sang a decent chump 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 <laughs> I sank a decent chunk of time into the Battle Chateau in uh, Pokemon X and Y. Right. But that wasn't, like, a deep or meaningful game mode. It was just like, you can grind Pokemon battles for money in a <laughs> chateau. And I was like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. So I get you there. There yeah. was definitely a sense, like, I mean, the last Pokemon mainline Pokemon game that I played all the way through was Pokemon X and Y. Right. Um, and there was definitely a sense of, like, that's it? Like, when I beat <laughs> the game. Like, okay, right. I can, like, fight my rival, do the Battle Chateau, and then there's, like, a weird side quest in the city where your game crashes if you save in it. So I'm not <laughs> doing that. <laughs> they did patch that eventually. Yeah, but not until after I beat the game and was done with it, I don't think. Right, yeah. Uh, so, you know, there you go. Yeah. I did really love that game up until... I realized yeah. that there was no post game. No, there was some cool shit going on in there, like yeah. a weirdly sad story about a war and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of wild. Yeah. Um, in terms of brand new features, I'm I'm not sure. Like stuff that mm-hmm. Pokemon hasn't done before. Really, right. I can only really think of like stuff I want them to do better. You know, like <laughs> right. like just like more customization options would be great. Yeah, I, I I was gonna say I really want to be able to go clothes shopping again. Yeah, that was my favorite part. It was one of my favorite parts of Pokemon <laughs> X and Y was like li- like getting to a new city and being like, oh, gotta go to the clothing store, <laughs> gotta get some new hats. I, yeah, the hats. I, I remember like you like being like in a really like serious like story part of the game, <laughs> like like Lysander or whatever. Right, his right. Name. Yeah. Is, you know is like the uh, true beauty is killing pokemon or whatever he had going on <laughs> and you're just like shut up i want to buy a new hat <laughs> that was exactly what my whole experience in pokemon <laughs> X and Y was like uh, also it? discovering that greninja is fucking great because we went into that not knowing what the final evolutions of the starters were going to be like right and i was like i'm gonna pick froki and it turned out he was a fucking badass ninja yeah uh so that was the second great thing about the game behind clothing yeah i I had kind of the opposite experience where I got Fennekin, and Fennekin was so cute. And then Brazen was also really cool. Uh, I really like Brazen's design. And then, like, I'm not going to say Delphox has a bad design, right. but it was kind of a bummer to, like, evolve Brazen, who's, like, probably one of my favorite secondary forms of any starter, uh-huh. to evolve her. And then it's like, hi, I'm a fox <laughs> with enormous ear hair. Right. <laughs> um, and and not like in a cool stylistic way that Brazen had. You really get hung up on that ear hair thing. There's so much of it. <laughs> Daniel has talked a lot about this off the podcast. There's a bunch of ear hair, man. I don't think it's that bad, but uh, to each their own. I don't. I like it. Doesn't ruin the design for me, right. but like it decreases the quality of it. Sure. There, I guess there's an extent to me where I feel that. Uh, Delphox's design is just kind of boring, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, I am Brazen, but with a longer dress. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, Brazen's like, you know, it's like, I'm a fucking magical girl Pokemon, and <laughs> right. that's great. And Delphox is like, I put on a Harry Potter robe and grew out my ear hair. <laughs> this is stupid. Look at this hair on my ear. Just slowly becoming Albus Dumbledore. <laughs> Uh, pretty soon, uh, you know, the, the, the next evolution has a big long beard and then the next, the evolution after that, uh, 
uh, you know, um, Loki abuses a young boy, and I, I was going <laughs> to say dies, but I wasn't sure if that would be like I, I didn't like. On the off chance there are people listening to this podcast who haven't read Harry Potter and don't know anything about it, <laughs> I wouldn't want to spoil that. But uh, you know, uh, uh, fucking hey, guys, that's uh, been out for a while, it's possible. Look, Dumbledore's a very old man. Sean could just mean that he dies of old age, right? Yeah, uh, like you know, in like the. T- in one of the the epilogues, yeah, you know, like that wouldn't be a stupid thing. I mean, obviously there are other things about that story that are stupid, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be like a really dumb way to kill off a character uh, <laughs> like Dumbledore. <laughs> Hi, I'm J.K. Rowling, and I'd like to announce that Dumbledore actually died in his sleep after pooping into his robe several times, which he vanished with magic. <laughs> I may have dementia, but I can still vanish my own feces. <laughs> Vanishio. Dumbledore, you just vanished your pants. I pooped again. <laughs> Vanishio times two. Oh, oh, Dumbledore. Where are your knickers, mate? Oh, I love uh, being naked from the waist down. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Dumbledore. I hate you, Ron. Benicio <laughs> Ronald. <laughs> My pants. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I hope I delete this bit. Yeah, I... <laughs> I don't know where that was going. Uh, Benicio bit. Okay, yeah, but that aside... um. Yeah, that that aside, I I think just doing the thing they do where they just make existing gameplay better would be neato. I agree. And not just turning it into Pokemon Let's Go 2, that would bum me out. Yeah, so much. I respect Pokemon Let's Go, (laughs) but I I really want Gen 8 to be, like, bigger. You know, like, I, Mm -hmm. there was a rumor flying around that Game Freak wanted to do with Pokemon Gen 8 what Nintendo have been doing with Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. Right. Really, like, just reinvestigating what makes those games so good uh-huh. and, and sort of interpreting it in a brand new way. I would love for them to, to be that bold and ambitious and try something like that. Yeah, I just don't know if they've really had the time to do yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Like, if Gen 8 was really ambitious in that way, I'd be very surprised. Uh-huh. But I'd like it. Yeah, same. I'd really like that. Absolutely. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see what they do. By sort of upending the tea table on the whole franchise, you know? That'd be sweet. Yeah. Especially if it was sweet tea that they were upending. It'd be really sweet. Because it's sweet tea. So... (laughs) So let's talk about some other predictions we can make about Gen 8. Okay. Uh, So new generations take place in new regions. And these regions are always based off of existing uh, countries... Or, you know, prefectures or whatever. Uh Um, Gens 1 through 4 were based off of different parts of Japan. Right. uh, Like Kyoto and... uh, Is is Kyoto what it's called in Pokemon? Uh, Kyoto is a real place in Japan. Right. Johto and Kanto. Right. Right. Kanto was based off of Kyoto. Uh, Johto was based off of the place next to Kyoto. Uh, (laughs) And, uh, and, you know, uh, Hoenn and... Right. And Sinnoh were also based off of parts of Japan. And then they started branching out after that. Gen mm-hmm. 5 was uh, heavily based off of New York. It was right. called Anova. Yeah. 
And Gen 6, Kalos, was based off of France. Yes. And then Gen 7 was Hawaii. That was uh-huh. Alola. Yes. So that's that's a that's a cool breadth of, of places so far. I think those are some really cool selections for regions. I agree. Where do we think Gen 8 is going to take place? Hmm. That's a good question. I'm just going to throw this out there. I think that it would be really great, and I think it'd be a great way to show off the graphical capabilities of the Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. if they were to do, like, for instance, the Wilderness of Canada, right? Ooh. Like mountains and, like, grassy fields and uh, maybe, like, throw the Aurora Borealis or something like that in there. There are just kind of a lot of visual treats that you could put into the game if you went with a setting that was kind of as wild and as diverse as that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so something like that would be, you know, uh, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay, nice. I have I have three. Oh, my. I have well, three predictions. You I have three, are the Pokemon. I have three potential regions for Gen 8. Go for it. Okay, so the first is Spain. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I, I think Spain, you know, has a lot of variety uh, and just would... Uh, just, you know, has, has a lot of cool, there's a lot of cool stuff about Spain. That's true. You know, uh, you could do beaches, you know, uh-huh. uh, you could do a lot of really cool, like vias and stuff, like a lot of, like right. a lot of, a lot of cool, like city architecture and that uh-huh. kind of thing. Uh, you could have, uh, you could have Portugal and maybe the Canary Islands is kind of like sub-regions, uh, like one of the places cool. you can visit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you could have, of course, uh. You know, Spain is a place that is uh, really steeped in a lot of rich history and lore mm-hmm. and ritual. You could do maybe an equivalent to the running of the bulls or something like that as uh-huh. like a side event in the game. Uh, <laughs> the Toro chase. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, with them being uh, historically sort of a seafaring uh, uh, region. Uh-huh. You know, I think you could do a lot with maybe ship travel to, like you were saying, you know, the Car- kind of a something analogous to the Canary Islands or whatever else. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's a really cool idea. There's yeah. a lot of good stuff there. Yeah, I agree with that. One one thing I wonder is that like a lot of the cool locales you could do, like you know, like on a very a very broad way of speaking, like stuff like beaches and mm-hmm. and uh, and a bit more like sunny. Like Alola just kind of did that, so mm, I, I wonder sure. if maybe I I feel like Spain as a Pokemon region is kind of inevitable. I wonder if they'll save it for later. Okay, that makes sense. So here's another one: um, Norway or Switzerland. Ooh, those are good. Yeah, uh, like Switzerland in particular is a is obviously like a very wintry place. Sure, but also with a lot of like beautiful, lush green right. places, a lot of mountains. You know, like. I think if you want to represent like a variety of different locales, uh-huh. you know, uh, Switzerland would be a great spot for that, and and so would, and Norway to a similar extent would yeah, also work. I get you there. And finally, my idea is actually also been submitted as a listener mail. Oh, so let's read the listener mail, and then I'll elaborate on my thoughts about it. Do it, Mitch E on Twitter. Hello again, Mitch E. Yes, hello, Mitchie. And Mitchie says, Not a prediction, but a hope. Hmm. I want Gen 8 to take place in Australia, where I live. Oh, Mitchie! <laughs> it could have a ton of really cool Australian-inspired Pokemon. Wombats, kangaroos, <laughs> kookaburras, platypus, emu, etc. Plus, they could have a desert outback area and a city area like Melbourne. Uh-huh. Not to mention... The Great Barrier Reef. Uh, 
which is the biggest reef in the world with tons of different species of amazing sea life. The legendary Pokemon could be based on aboriginal mythical legends such as the Rainbow Serpent. Wow. Thank you, Mitch. I haven't heard of the Rainbow Serpent before. That sounds dope as hell. No, same. And, like, I actually love the idea of, like, the next Pokemon game introducing an underwater diving mechanic where you're exploring, like, and looking for Pokemon swimming under the surface of the ocean. Uh, That actually was in uh, Ruby and Sapphire, the dive mechanic. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, they in could that bring case, that back. I was going to say, I love the idea of them revisiting that, maybe in, like, full 3D with, like, you know, uh, omnidirectional swimming. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I think that Australia's actually got a shot. Okay. Because I think there's a lot of cool stuff that Australia has going for it. One is that if they really want to show off the power of the Switch, uh, and they want this to be, like, a big region with some open world right. stuff going on... Oh. Yeah. Australia would be perfect for that. That's cool. Yep. And uh and Australia has a variety of habitats, a variety uh-huh. of climates they could use and uh a variety of wildlife that can kill you. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, they could god, they could base so many pokemon off of stuff that's only in Australia. Right. Right? Uh although they they always treat that pretty loosely. Like generally whenever they do whenever they do a new region, it's like here's Two Pokemon that are based off of animals in this region. Right, yeah. Here's, here's Go-Goat. A, yeah. Yeah, right. And here's a clown seal. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they they tend to play that pretty fast and loose. But yeah. still, a ground-fighting kangaroo Pokemon just hanging out in Australia. Oh, yeah. Region. Movie dope as hell. I agree. Uh, and fun fact about me... Uh, You've been Australian this whole time? <laughs> Might. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to. Yeah, I can't do the voice. Don't insult Mitchie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, fun fact about me. Uh, since Gen 5, I think, I've been, like, you know, writing down on, like, on, like, Windows Notepad and stuff, <laughs> uh, various ideas for a, a region that I've come up with in my head. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a, an entire list of fake Pokemon uh, for this region, and that region is based off of Australia. Right. I called it the Dunda region. Great name. Yeah. And uh, for about half a decade now, I've, a little more, I've really wanted to see uh, an Australia region in Pokemon. So, Mitchie, I'm right with you. I don't live there, and I might <laughs> die if I did, but... <laughs> Uh, because I, I don't trust myself to not get bitten by some wild animal right. or or poisonous bug, because that's, like, just my luck. Uh, there is this great video on YouTube, because I didn't know this, but apparently in certain parts of Australia, kangaroos are as ubiquitous and as <laughs> annoying as, like, raccoons are in the right. United States. Yeah, just that, just that video with, like, a kangaroo bumping up against <laughs> right. a sliding glass just door. Just, like, menacingly scratching and kicking at the glass, and the guy's just like, ah, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> like, I would be like, oh, I'd be, like, shitting my pants, you know? <laughs> but yeah, like, apparently you just, like, drive down the freeway, and it's not uncommon to just see, like, a dead kangaroo on the side of the road, you know, Damn. whatever. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah. Yep, that's that's a thing about Australia, I guess. Mitchie can confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> Since uh, he's the, out of the three of us, he's the one who's been to Australia because he lives there. Right, yes. he's uh, Compared to us, he's an Australia expert. Yes. Um, would, would, you, uh, would you put your money down on any specific region out of those? Um, you know what? 
I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to jump in with you and Mitch and we're all going to do Australia together. Okay. Let's do a mass prediction of an Australia themed region. <laughs> to be fair, Mitch specifically says not a prediction in his tweet. Well, Mitch, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming along for the ride. <laughs> Represent your country. <laughs> don't don't listen to Sean. Don't don't feel any pressure to do that. If if we felt pressure to represent our country, I'd I'd be very sad right now. Yeah, yes, me too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mitch, this is Nigel <laughs> Spring Step, the uh, new Prime Minister of Australia, and uh, you got to join Daniel and Sean on their prediction <laughs> of an Australian region. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, back to uh, to uh, hopping around with the kangaroos out here in the outback. That's what that's what you do. Are you fucking okay, man? I've got nothing. That's that's the best I've got. I love that you. <laughs> I I think that bit was not going to recover the second you almost said Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> I was very close. And then the second name I thought of was Nigel Farage, who is a real politician in the United Kingdom. <laughs> so I, I had Nigel and I was like, ah, shit, what other, what other last name could I come up with? Uh, Spring Step. And then uh, after that, it was just all downhill from there. But, uh, it sure <laughs> was. But anyway, listen, Mitch, I'm, I'm out of here. But uh, you know what you got to do for Nigel Spring Step. Goodbye. That's that's it. That's the end of the bit. I'm so sorry to any Australians that had to listen to this. <laughs> Maybe it's just one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, bitch. Yes. But a new region has got to have some new Pokemon in it. Yeah. So first off, how many new Pokemon do you think are going to be in Gen 8? So, so far we have 809 mm-hmm. Pokemon. Uh Melton and Melmetal make that number 809. Okay. Um, do you have an idea as to, like, about how many new Pokemon get added to your average Pokemon game, or is there just no uh, there's There's kind of a range. The most that has ever been added is 156 Pokemon. Okay. That was added to Pokemon Black and White. Uh, okay, I, I right. might be off that number by a, by a couple, but, but yeah. yeah. They, the, that, I mean, that game was like, we're it's mostly new Pokemon, right? Yeah, so, like, obviously they had to add a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they basically, yeah, like... Until you beat the game, you you won't see a single old Pokemon. Yet. Right, right. And uh, and the least is somewhere between sixty and seventy something. Okay. Uh, Gen six added seventy two Pokemon. Okay. And Gen seven after Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon added one hundred and two. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Uh, so yeah, so seventy two is the lowest. Right, and then 150-whatever. 156-ish is the highest, yeah. All right. Hmm. You know what? My instinct is to be conservative on this prediction. Okay. But since my instincts are often wrong, what I'm going to do instead is make a very bold prediction that I don't think will be true in the hopes that I'm just terrible at making predictions and that prediction will, by virtue of that, be true. Okay. I think we're going to break a thousand. I think that <laughs> I think that at least 191 new Pokemon are going to get added to this game. This is, you know, 
if they're really going with this thing that they want to do where they want to, uh, you know, kind of revolutionize Pokemon in the same way that Breath of the Wild was so different from previous Zeldas, mm. and in the same way that Mario Odyssey was so different from previous Marios, I think one way to do that is to kind of pull a black and white and to make sure that the vast majority of the Pokemon that we're seeing are new Pokemon. And so I'm going to make the bold and almost certainly incorrect prediction that the number of Pokemon that exist altogether in the Pokemon franchise is going to go over the 1,000 Pokemon mark because of this game in particular. That is absolutely insane. I know. <laughs> yeah, you, you've, you've acknowledged that this isn't <laughs> likely, but yeah, I... I... <laughs> I applaud the boldness of your prediction. That is absolutely bold. Thank you. That is one of several words I would use to describe your prediction. <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, wow, I I would be impressed if that was the case. Me too. Um, I I would I, w- I wouldn't say there's a zero percent chance of that, but I do think that's a low low chance. No, I agree. Um, here's here's what I think is going to happen. Actually, I think we will get 91 new Pokemon. So you're literally just shaving off, yeah, yeah. off of my prediction. Yeah, okay, I, yeah, I think we'll get 91, and the and the number, uh-huh. the, the number for Gen Eight will be, you know, the total number will be 901. Okay, cool. uh, and then I think I think Gen Nine will break a thousand, mm-hmm. and then Gen Ten they will reboot shit. <laughs> Gen Gen Ten they'll they'll like. Just remove a bunch of Pokemon from the canon. Okay. Like wow. Gen, like I think, I think after they breach a thousand, they will take like the four hundred most popular ones, uh-huh. give us like you know a hundred new ones on top of that, and then the remaining like five to six hundred uh, remaining just like get put in a vault and they don't <laughs> exist, but okay. like but slowly get like re added. Like huh? Closer, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I I like your headcanon that you have. I think that would be a really interesting development yeah. for the franchise. Yeah, obviously that's that's a really long game prediction. Yes. We we won't know whether or not I'm right till like 2030. <laughs> right, right. Hey, uh, welcome back to a Smashing Theory. We won't be that old. We'll be like in our 40s <laughs> at that point. We're slightly Australian again. Uh, hello, it's me, Nigel again. <laughs> it's rough out there in the outback with the kangaroos. I'm dying. Mitchie, I really hope you stuck with that prediction. I haven't had internet in the outback. <laughs> that was him dying. <laughs> <laughs> Not Mitchie. Mitchie is alive. Nigel Springstep is dead in 10 years. <laughs> Rest in future peace, Nigel Spring. God, that, that, that's an awful bit. I, I hate that we're still committing to this. Uh, well, that's mostly me, to be fair. <laughs> don't, don't blame yourself. <laughs> Uh, but yeah i i think the number will be 91 that number might be like 901 might be what we start with that might be what we end with you know that might be the number after three years of dlc pokemon Uh that might be the number this year okay uh i i don't know which of those i'd commit to uh for the sake of making a commitment i will say that we'll start with 901 and the final number will be like 906 gotcha but there are also some specific Pokemon predictions we can make here. So, uh, so starter Pokemon, uh-huh. right? Uh, in every Pokemon game to date, you can start with one of three Pokemon. Yep. 
And in each game, those Pokemon are a fire Pokemon, a water Pokemon, and a grass Pokemon, respectively. Right. Uh, and then in most games, they tend to evolve into a Pokemon that gains a second type. Right, like uh, grass poison or something. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, fun fact, Bulbasaur is like one of the exceptions who is grass poison from their first right. step. Right, yeah. Uh, but however, Charmander uh, becomes fire flying when they evolve into Charizard, for right. example. Right. So what types do we think the starters will be? First off, do you think we'll we'll keep the water the fire water grass triangle or do you think they'll they'll finally mix it up? Uh I think we're keeping fire water grass. Yeah, I, I think, think so it, too. I think not only is it just kind of iconic, you know, those are also just like It's a good balance. Yeah, like there's some solid starting types and yeah. I, I if it ain't broke don't fix it. Yeah. What secondary types are you guessing? Ooh, that, that's a good question. Uh because as usual, there are the secondary types that I might reasonably guess, and then the secondary types that I think would be really cool. Uh-huh. Uh, although I guess at this point there isn't really a distinction between those, because who the fuck knows. <laughs> uh, so I will say that Sean F.'s dream secondary types mm. for the uh, you know the upcoming Pokemon would be Fire Ghost. Okay. Water Poison. Okay. Grass Psychic. Ooh, that's kind of neat. Thank you. Just throwing those out there. Okay. What uh, what what kind of Pokemon do you see those three being? What was the Fire Ghost? So Fire Ghost, because I feel as though like all Ghost Pokemon, when you look into them, you're like, wow, that's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be the spirit of like a Pokemon that died in a fire or something, right? <laughs> that is uh, fucked up. Yeah. Especially yeah. Like, especially because like it's a starter, so you just see like hundreds of fucking like. <laughs> Like dead fire ghost right, babies, right, yeah. Man. yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what's going on there. All right. Uh, and then what did I did I say? Water poison. Uh, water poison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that will be. Uh, let's see. We've we've done jellyfish. We've done stingrays. You would probably want this Pokemon to be able to like move around on land. Uh, yeah. So I, There's there was that fake Pokemon that was a platypus. Oh yeah. You know what? Yeah. yeah, that'd be really good actually, especially if we're going uh, Dunda. Yeah. Uh, let's say platypus. Platypus would be good for that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, for the uh, the grass uh, psychic Pokemon, uh, you know, uh, probably like uh, I think initially it would be like kind of a little sprout, and then eventually it would evolve into essentially like a big talking tree kind of thing. Okay. Uh, you know, sort of like a wise old forest treant sort of aesthetic. Okay. Uh, that has uh, psychic abilities. Okay, cool. Yeah, that, those, those are those are my designs. So, uh, you know, Game Freak, uh, you got my uh, Twitter handle on there. Just uh, a reach right out, and uh, you can let me know uh, what you're going to be paying me when you use those. Uh, anyway, Daniel, what about you? Uh, so, I we we mentioned like my my fake mon list, yeah. my uh, my fan fiction Pokemon list. So here's here's what was on that list. Okay, for the fire type. A, a T-Rex Pokemon based on the Earth's core. Nice. Uh, so, like, it, it'd be, like, a little a little red, like, maybe dinosaur in its first stage with, like, uh, with, like, a hole in its chest that, okay. like, glows with a red fire. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then as it evolves, it gains tectonic plates and becomes fire steel. I like that. Uh. I also really like steel types. That's just a good decision for, yeah. for me. The, uh, the grass type Pokemon is 
uh, is a little elephant uh, <laughs> with a vine for a trunk. Oh, okay. And uh, and big like floppy leaves as its ears. That's cute. And uh, and its first form would be called Trungle, <laughs> uh, which just. <laughs> That sounds like uh, like some kind of like slang for a medical problem. <laughs> like, oh, oh man, the the doctor he told me I got that trungle. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. Pretty soon my nose is gonna fall off. <laughs> trungle, no. Uh, uh, as it would evolve, it would um, its evolution would be sort of based on uh, on Ganesh. Okay. And uh and it would gain like rocky like plates on it. Uh-huh. Uh and it would like it would learn attacks like power gem, like sort of like sort of have a psychic thing going on, but not I actually see. not actually being psychic. The final right. typing would be grass rock. Okay. And um would one of its evolutions be named Leafant? Oh, Le- Elephant. Uh-huh. Uh that's not bad. Yeah. I uh I forget I forget what I named the middle stage, but the the third stage was named Ganastone. Ah, that's good. Yeah. Um and the uh, the water type would be a little water beetle like shaped like a water droplet. Ah, uh, water bug. Yeah, water bug. Nice. Yeah. I like um, that. And bug, uh, bug type is underrated, you know. Right? Good, yeah. It's a good type. Good shit. Yeah, I I think so too. Do I think those are likely? <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure. Right. I have a feeling that the actual fire starter is going to be fire fairy when it evolves. Ooh, okay. I like that. Yeah. Uh, kind of a will of the wisp. Well, no, that's already a ghost type Pokemon, isn't it? Oh, a, a will of the wisp. Um, well, will, will of the wisp is a ghost move, but there is kind of that uh, that the the Chandelure line. There's kind right. of Litwick, you know, yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of like leans in on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think maybe something like Fire Fairy, Grass Steel, and Water Fighting mm, okay. might might be the uh, might be the thing. Cool. Yeah. Well, I love fighting Pokemon, so I would be able to pick the water starter again if that were the case. And I'd I always pick the fire starter. That's <laughs> that's my thing. I always always pick the fire starter. Right. And I generally don't regret that. Um, okay. I didn't like Ambor very much, but otherwise I generally don't regret that. I love Ambor, but whatever, man. <laughs> also, I I like the Cyndaquil line, but I love the Totodile line so much sure. that that did hurt a little bit. But <laughs> otherwise, I've always loved the Fire line the most. Okay. So I, I hope that trend will continue. Cool. What what are, Do we have any legendaries in mind? Any Any themes those suckers might have? So this is kind of a weird theme, but... I feel as though, you know, because I'm still making these predictions based on the assumption that it's going to be an Australian region, right? Right, right. Uh, Australia has a lot of uh, very venomous and deadly snakes. So I feel as though, like, a series of legendary snakes could be cool. Oh, cool. Like a legendary snake trio, yeah. Right, yeah. 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 Like uh, like each one representing, you know, a different element. So it wouldn't just be, like, a poison snake. Right. But, you know, maybe it would be, like, a flying snake that's kind of like Quetzalcoatl that has, like, wings, you Ooh, know? Ooh, okay. Uh, and then maybe you could have, uh, like, kind of a water <laughs> snake that's, like, more eel-like. Yeah, I, I think I think Rayquaza is distinctly based oh, off of Quetzalcoatl. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But but I still I still like where you're where you're yeah, going. Yeah, there's there's some stuff there. Yeah, there, there's some snake stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, you could get snaky for for sure. Mm-hmm. Snake it up. Yeah. Yes. I'm a I'm a, I'm a little snake boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a creature. 
<laughs> Nothing can change that. <laughs> That's like my girlfriend's new favorite movie. I'm just a little creature. Right. <laughs> Which just really channels that fucking Larry King Sonic the Hedgehog thing, I think. Nobody <laughs> cares about me. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. Uh, we gotta stop referencing that Larry King thing in our in our podcast. But also, if you haven't watched it, God, watch that clip. It's so funny. Yeah, Larry King doing an impression of Sonic the Hedgehog because Ben Schwartz makes him. It's great. Yeah. Uh, what a sentence. Right? You know, like what an incredible sentence of true things that happened. <laughs> that sounds like something from the fanfiction.txt Twitter account. <laughs> right? <laughs> ben Schwartz makes Larry King do a sonic voice. Uh, <laughs> Nobody cares about me, Larry King utters. That oh, that absolutely man. sounds like like a fan fiction. It really does. Yeah. Like who could believe that that was real except <laughs> that like there's a video of it on YouTube. One Incredible. of the best videos of all time. Yeah. Uh, what would you do for legendaries? What no. I do for legendaries? What's funny is the the list of fake Pokemon that I made that I mentioned over uh, and over now. When I first came up with legendaries for that, I came up with a fire psychic lion legendary based off of the sun. <laughs> Guess which game took that shit? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, the the moon was I I had a moon Pokemon too, but it was based off of like a panther instead of a bat. So okay, yeah. Uh, or a tiger or something. I like that better than the weird bat that they had. I I kind of like L- Lunala. Lunala grew on me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I think Lunala's Lunala. I, I that, that's hard to say. Lunala. Uh, so I've told you this in person. Have I told you on the podcast that one of my first ever World of Warcraft characters was a human warlock named Lunala? No. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> I don't know if you told me that in person. Really? This wow. is okay. This yeah. feels like new information to me. Yeah. So, you know, circa 2006, uh <laughs> I uh came up with the name Lunala and now it's a Pokémon instead <laughs> instead of a warlock. <laughs> what why did you come up with Lunala? Like what made you, what uh Uh, you know, I um the thing about World of Warcraft is that you can't like, there's no, like, last name or way to differentiate your character from other characters, and you can't have two characters with the same name. Right. So you have to, at a certain point, just, like, type a bunch of vowels and consonants <laughs> into the character creator and hope that no one else has thought of that same combination of vowels and consonants. And so Lunala just came out as a result of that. Okay, I I thought, like, I was wondering if it was just, like, you had a crush on Nala from The Lion King. <laughs> no! Okay. Where did... No! And well, like, you know, Lunala, you know? like No! Like... Lunala, is, I mean, Nala is an animal. Yeah, but I'm... <laughs> it's a you know, cat. I, I'm, I'm not saying that you currently have a crush on Nala. I just thought that maybe you had a crush on her when you were, like, nine. No, I've never been attracted to an animal, <laughs> actually, in my whole life. <laughs> You've never been attracted to me? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes when you're pretending to be a dog... <laughs> Thank you for touching my snout, Sean. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, it's so wet and, and moist. Nothing is weird about this. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think a cool legendary would be like like a dark steel spider. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, like yeah. That's that's my guess. Dark steel is just a cool type combo. Has that happened yet? Yes, uh the Oh, right, uh the swords. Uh yeah, the, the No, no, that's ghost steel. Yeah, uh right. Uh Age yeah. Slash is ghost steel. Right. But dark steel is uh is by sharp. Oh, okay, gotcha. I um, don't know what uh, Pokemon that is. Uh, it's it's cool. I forget what Bisharp's pre-evolution is called, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're they they also kind of have like they're also kind of like living blades almost. They're okay. like uh, but they're more like they're humanoid Pokemon with like blades for arms and shit. I see. Uh, they're almost like I don't know. They're like more metallic Hork Bajurs from hmm. from Animorphs. Okay, yeah. that's a reference. Yeah. Uh, not, not super accurate, but I like Hork Bichirs a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Any other new Pokemon predictions we want to throw out there in, in the, the hopes that we nail one, any of them. So am I still correct to say that aside from one of Rotom's forms, there are no fire electric Pokemon in Pokemon? I want to say you're right. Okay. Uh, unless an ultra beast is fire electric because... I never got Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and I'm less familiar with the Ultra Beasts. So I am going to predict that there will be a primary fire type, secondary electric type, non-Ultra Beast Pokemon that debuts in the next Pokemon. Okay. Any idea for what kind of concept that has? So uh, one one uh, one trope that I'm kind of fond of is like... Uh, pokemon that came or may have come from like outer space or something like that okay so i'll say like uh, an alien pokemon that's kind of themed around being like a flying saucer okay sort of a living flying saucer okay yeah yeah that's that's my thing that's neat that's really neat i like that cool what about you any other uh any other uh pokemon predictions that you want to throw out there yeah i i think there are so okay here's some pokemon i think could be in gen 8 okay a fire slash bug line of fire ants. Oh, I love that. Um, Literal fire ants. Yeah. <laughs> a rock electric fossil Pokemon oh. that uh, that's like a Stegosaurus with like limestones for the spines. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Stegostorm. <laughs> nice. And a normal type with a really cartoonishly pronounced butt. Uh, just like, just like two big old butt cheeks, like just protruding from its body. It's really like no one likes it. Everyone like really hates the design, but it's it's there to appeal to like five year olds to think butts are funny. I see. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like nose pass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but with a butt. Yeah, it's <laughs> butt pass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pokedex entry. This Pokemon is the cousin to nose pass, but it's got a big butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the evolution is poo pass uh it's 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 normal ground no. oh no and, uh, you can just imagine i'll just leave that to your imagination yeah thanks yeah yeah thanks sean real great thing you've just done yep 
It's, it's, it's just blood past, but there's just poop spraying everywhere. No, this covers this. This 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 path is no longer progressible. Gate locked. No entry. Don't worry, Daniel. I've gone as far as I need to go. Down the path. Have you? I think that uh, my words uh, speak for themselves. I wish they just didn't speak. Too late. Uh. It's already out there. Poop pass is real. <laughs> You started this, it's your fault. No! I stopped at the butt. You brought poo into this. The poo wasn't necessary, Sean. This is worse than Magmu. I was just taking it to his... It's <laughs> worse than Magmu. Okay. Lonnie, please don't draw fan art of poo Oh. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> do, you, do you think do you think uh magmu has any chance of being in gen 8 do you think we'll see do you think we'll see a fire or lava themed cow pokemon that you and i made up two episodes ago no but i wish i was wrong <laughs> yeah me too magmu is the uh, best yeah okay so finally we can make some predictions about the story okay do you have any uh do you have any overarching story thoughts any themes do you think that this generation could follow. So for for some recaps, we've had Pokemon stories that have focused on like the distortion of time and space. Mm-hmm. We've had one that was basically just like uh, the player character versus the Pokemon version of Peta. Right. Uh, right. That was like Gen Five, like kind of Team Team Plasma, were like this. I think. I think. Yeah, Team Plasma were sort of like this. Uh, oh, they were like, oh, Pokemon should be free. Yeah. Right? This yeah, this anti cruelty Pokemon group that of course, was full of it at the end and, and <laughs> right. used Pokemon for their own ends just as much as they claimed other people do. Sure. Uh, um, genocide, that's already been a Pokemon theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, you know, wiping the slate clean. Uh-huh. I think Gen 7 was basically just, like, this evil rich scientist lady going, like, I'm hot and crazy and I want to be beautiful. <laughs> Uh, by sticking myself inside a jellyfish Pokemon. That game was weird. I liked it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and you know, you've got your, your standard, uh, your standard Pokemon Mafia storyline from the first two generations. Mm-hmm. Um, generation three was, uh, we need more land. No, we need more water. It's, uh, let's, let's either cause a drought or flood the entire continent. This won't go wrong. Um, right, good. Yeah. So anyway, as you see, there's a breadth of really great Pokemon stories. Yes. Uh, that already exist. Yes. So, uh, so what, what are what are you thinking? So I think that if the rumors are true, and this Pokemon game is going to be the kind of game that really opens up the world of Pokemon, you mm-hmm. know, in a way that maybe you can really only have done on the Nintendo Switch. I think that exploration is going to be a big, an important part of the game. Okay. My feeling is that you're really traversing the continent of, of Dunda or whatever they decide to call it. Cool, cool. This kind of Australia-themed continent. So I think that the theme, you know, uh, of exploration is going to tie into a story where Dunda is a newly discovered and mostly unsettled continent, Ooh. and you are among the first people to go there 
and kind of try to tame the wilderness. Okay. So you're not going to big cities. You're going to frontier towns and encampments. Okay. There aren't gyms set up yet. There's some other kind of challenge that you're doing as you're progressing through the game's narrative. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, you are uh, you are there. You're discovering the 200 new Pokemon <laughs> that have been added to the game uh, as an explorer of this uh, this brand new continent that no one knew existed until now. Cool. Thank you. Uh, who? What's what's the evil team? Uh, let's see. I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to start with a description of their whole deal, and then I'll think of a name as I go. Okay. Uh, I think that they are going to be a team that is uh, kind of focused on, uh, you know, industrial expansion and deforestation, and their idea is that they want to go in and they want to sort of raise the Dunda wilderness and in its place kind of construct you know uh factories and big cities and Ooh, things like that nice like a fucking yeah like a capitalist exactly yeah, yeah sort cool. of like a capitalist Just... dystopia team okay um and i will say that uh they are going to be called the team sprocket <laughs> uh Mm, uh, I actually don't like that name for them, but I can't think of another one right now. Team Team Bulldozer. <laughs> right, uh, that's all I can think yeah. of is like Team Construction. <laughs> like obviously that's not what we want. Yeah. Uh, oh, um Team Skyscrapers kinda get in there. Team uh-huh, Skyscrapers uh-huh. kinda cool. Or maybe like Team Mortar, like brick and mortar. Ooh, you know yeah. I mean? Ooh, Team Mortar's cool. Yeah, that's what I'm going yeah. with. Team Mortar. Okay, nice. Team Mortar. Nice. Yeah, that's that's my feeling about the whole thing. Nice. Uh what about you? Um so so if we're going with Australia, um the story can kind of be based on like that myth that Australia like started as like a prison continent basically ah that's fact right actually. oh oh yeah. really yeah that's a legit thing that was true about <laughs> the the history of australia i mean yeah. obviously you know you have the aboriginal people there who right were just living there right uh but then uh you know the uh the british empire was mm. like yeah we're just we're just going to put all of our criminals to australia <laughs> and uh then they did so much of history is just britain ruining things well yeah they they were really powerful for a long time and didn't give a fuck about anybody else yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so sorry to any british listeners we know most of you are cool now <laughs> right yes yeah yeah uh <laughs> uh but yeah it would be kind of based very loosely on that okay uh where like there's just like a big like prison like in the middle of the continent <laughs> uh with a bunch of like you know pokemon criminals in it okay maybe even you have kind of like some like recurring like maybe like the ted's like giovanni's there yeah well, well giovanni's been on the run for a long I time right, right. but maybe like you know like maybe like the heads of like team magma and team aqua are there and uh-huh. stuff oh i like, like that yeah but uh but also maybe it's just like just original criminals so they don't have to tie mm-hmm. it too too closely with like existing lore because they like to make each gen like kind of their own i do love the idea though of like all of the kind of like leaders and higher-ups of like the previous you know team x's being there yeah and then at the beginning of the story there's a jailbreak and instead of having to do eight gyms you just like stop eight burgeoning criminal organizations oh that's really cool <laughs> i was thinking jailbreak though i was right, thinking right. like yeah i was thinking like the the thing that would set everything off would be a a jailbreak and you having to contain like all this all this criminal stuff right um 
<laughs> I kind of like the idea actually of like a bunch of smaller teams kind of being like scattered out as a result. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but also, I I would want Pokemon to actually take a page from a different Monster RPGs book. Hmm. That book being Shin Megami Tensei. Oh, that's a good book. Yeah. So Shin Megami Tensei as a franchise is is generally a lot darker than Pokemon. Uh-huh. Uh One thing one thing they tend to do is uh have you as the character pick from different ideologies, right? Right. Like uh like generally there's there's a law there's a law branch, there's a chaos branch, uh-huh. and there's like a neutral path you can take. Sure. Um and I, I think multiple endings is a bit too ambitious for Pokemon. Sure. But I would think it's cool that uh if this game is sort of dabbled in grays, right? Okay. Uh like maybe the the head of this jailbreak is someone that was wrongfully imprisoned. Maybe he's a guy that's been in this in this prison for like a thousand years. Maybe he's the same species as that <laughs> giant from that giant guy from uh from Pokemon X and Y. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, like maybe like he's he's like another like immortal giant, right? Okay. And he's he's accumulating all these other people that have been wrong wrongfully imprisoned uh to do something that he probably should be imprisoned for, basically <laughs> as revenge, right? Okay. Uh and depending on the version, he's either going to capture a legendary that represents order uh-huh. to create a new order in Dunda, or catch a pokemon representing chaos to free everyone uh, uh okay you know it, uh as a result so would your versions be called pokemon order and pokemon chaos yeah that's baby cool yeah yeah that's really great yeah pokemon order and pokemon chaos that's my guess nice what what uh what's your exploration pokemon being called mm, that's a hard question yeah version again. names Mm. Gotta think about that. Let's see. Uh... <laughs> Pokemon Brick and Pokemon Mortar. Woo! <laughs> you can come up with something better, yeah. Uh, hmm. Oh, wait. I... <laughs> this, this is this is dumb. Go po- ahead. Pokemon Journey and Pokemon Destination. <laughs> uh, a bit a bit wordy. A right. Bit, yeah. Although maybe... Okay. Uh, thank you for that inspiration because... My version names are going to be Pokemon Fate and Pokemon Destiny. Ooh! Oh! Oh! Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Thank you. Um, I thought of it all myself with a little bit of help from my friend Daniel. <laughs> Ooh, that's me. Oh, just a little dog over here. One in his belly rub. God damn it! <laughs> this is the worst thing about Pokemon. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> uh, cool. I'm I'm glad we both came up with decent enough ideas without me having to rip off that really cool Pokemon past and Pokemon future idea I saw on the internet. <laughs> That's what I want. I want that to be real. Right, I know. I, I really want just like yeah like a game where yeah, either you go fifty years in the future, fifty years in the past, and you either interact with like you know, like old man versions of like Brock and Misty and shit, or uh, teenage versions of like Professor Oak and Giovanni right. and shit. That is great. Yeah, teenage Agatha. Just oh, oh, that'd be so good. I don't think Pokemon's ever gonna bother actually doing that because they'd actually have to make two completely different games. Yeah, and they never go that hard. <laughs> but I wish they did. 
Yeah. You know, uh, if uh, if Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons could do it. Right? Uh, yeah. Then Pokemon can do it. But even if they did ever do that, they'd need more time than the time they've had to make this game. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, So, yeah, okay. That's, uh... Those those are predictions. Po- Pokemon Destiny slash Pokemon Fate, Pokemon Order slash Pokemon Chaos. Locked it in. One of those will definitely be true. Yes, and they'll both... <laughs> Either way, it'll be in Australia and be announced in the next month. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're in good shape, guys. <laughs> this this will be our best predictions <laughs> yet. Oh, man. Oh, brother. But when, whenever uh, Nintendo do reveal their Pokemon thing, we'll we'll do a follow-up episode. Yeah. And see how we did. Yeah, we'll see how right we were. Yeah, see how overwhelmingly correct our predictions were. So correct. <laughs> Great. So we have just one more piece of listener mail. Right. Uh, we got one from Mitch earlier, and we got one more here from Vinny G. Uh, so Vinny just has a list of predictions about Pokemon Generation 8. Okay. Let's roast them one at a time. <laughs> We're not, not going to do that. <laughs> Vinny says, the starter Pokemon will be Crabtis, the Cactus Crab Pokemon. I like that. That's cool. <laughs> Magmu, the lava Pokemon. I just can't get over the fact that I like cactuses and crabs, and he's just mashed them together. That's good. Uh, but yes, also Magmu, good. <laughs> and Bathy Squid, the deep sea Pokemon. <laughs> good name. The area will be based on Northern California oh, and the Pacific Northwest, okay. with the main city being based on San Francisco. Okay. The main plot will revolve around a mysterious rise in Pokemon hybrids, like hmm. Ivy Snore, an <laughs> Ivysaur in Pokemon, and, <laughs> and Snorlax hybrid, Pikachon, a Pikachu Hitmonchan hybrid, and Zubacuno, a Zubat Articuno hybrid. The main enemy will be M, the owner of a company looking to create the ultimate Pokemon. By combining the DNA from all of the previous legendaries, <laughs> it will be revealed that M is none other than Mewtwo, even though he's been dead for 50 years. <laughs> <sighs> Thanks, Vinny. <laughs> Thanks, Vinny. Now, I know that the way that breeding actually works in the Pokemon games is like, wow, I, I don't know what happened. Just overnight an egg appeared. Yeah. It must have been magic. <laughs> but you can't come up with an idea like that without thinking about what it would be like for, what was it? Uh, uh, an Ivysaur and a Snorlax? <laughs> it's like, ooh, I don't know about that, guys. I don't know about that coupling. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about uh, what would have to happen in order to make that hybrid. I don't you, like it. You, you, you just try to convince me for a whole episode that you didn't have weird furry thoughts. And I'm telling you that I don't like the <laughs> thoughts that are happening right now. Uh, brought unbidden into my mind look, by Vinny's uh, clear, clearly what Vinny means is like DNA splicing. You I know, don't like think that was clear at all. <laughs> He says, create the ultimate Pokemon by combining the DNA from all the previous And how do you usually combine DNA in the natural world, Daniel? (laughs) You know, I try so hard to make this podcast, like, (laughs) like, family-friendly-ish. We swear, but I try not to get super gross. And I... (laughs) 
you just have like the american television thing going on where like we could say fuck all day but god forbid <laughs> that i start talking about pokemon fuck <laughs> Yeah, God forbid! Please, God forbid this! Why? Why? Hey, man. Don't blame me. Blame Vinny G. I'm not blaming Vinny Vinny for this. This isn't Vinny's fault. I think you're making a mistake there, man. (laughs) Oh, oh my God. You've destroyed my podcast. Oh man. Anyway, thanks Vinny G for the letter. Thanks, uh, Vinny. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I think California is a really cool setting. I agree, actually, yeah. Like uh that I mean it's it's an enormous state with varied climates and a yeah. lot of interesting stuff going on. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Also, thank you, Vinny, for being someone else that wishes Magmu was real. Thank you. Yes. We also wish that. Yes. And so does everyone who has any common sense at all. <laughs> uh that is our listener mail. We just got uh, we just got a couple this time. Uh, if you ever want to make predictions at us, we have a Twitter, a Smashing mm-hmm. Theory, and not only is that a great place to reach us and see what we're up to, but we also do giveaways sometimes. Yeah, and uh, you can also email us at a Smashing Theory at gmail dot com. Yes, for when your predictions are more than two hundred forty characters, <laughs> two hundred eighty, two hundred eighty right. characters. And yeah, we always really love reading our listener mail, so be sure to send some in. It continually fascinates me that we have passionate fans who want to talk to us uh, to begin with. So, uh, you know, any validation you feel like providing (laughs) on top of that, great. Speaking of validation, if you'd like to support us in any way, uh, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash beep boop group. Yes. Listening to us is great. Yes. But also, our Patreon is there, so thank you for considering that. Yes. Um, Next time on A Smashing Theory, Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> Fatality. I'm excited. You tell I'm excited. I'm so excited. So fucking excited. So we will... About this game on the podcast. I can't wait. I'm so pumped. Just wait, guys. It's going to be incredible. I'm sorry, Daniel. What were you saying? <laughs> we... We, of course, will only be doing this episode if we don't get Pokemon or Nintendo Direct news uh, within the next two weeks. But if we don't, we'll talk about Mortal Kombat 11 and predict what's left to predict of the roster. Yeah. Uh, We're we're learning uh, learning new shit about the roster. (laughs) Constantly. uh, Like, constantly. Um, Actually, mini prediction, because this will be obsolete by the time we do our next episode. Uh Uh-huh. Next Thursday... Uh, they are going to reveal a new female character on their combat cast. Yes. That is not Devora. Right, because we just got Devora. Yeah, so who do you think that Mortal Kombat character is going to be? Oh, man. And if, and if you think it's going to be someone brand new, you can say so. Uh, I do think it's going to be an, an original character. An original character? Yeah. Okay. Uh, because we uh, we haven't had one yet, you know. Uh, well, we do know about Chronica. Uh, right, yes. But I yes. don't think I don't think that's going to be the reveal. Okay. Uh, and we also don't really know kind of a lot about Chronica yet. Yeah, and um, yeah, and I think they are gonna wait to show off Chronica until like yes. mostly everyone's been shown off. So I think that this is going to be, you know, 
a new female character that is not Chronica, and obviously we're going to learn a lot about her moveset and so on. Okay. I'm going to throw in a little spice on top of that, a little mini prediction on top of our Ooh. mini prediction. Ooh, tasty. And say that this new character is specifically going to be from Order Realm, one of the realms of the Mortal Kombat fictional universe. Interesting. Um, because... They, uh, you know, uh, at this point we've seen a lot of, like, pre-fight dialogue. Yeah. Um, and at one point there's one where Raiden says, like, uh, the forces of Chaos Realm must be stopped. So I think that those two realms are coming back. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Order Realm, uh, female character, new character, my prediction. Okay, nice. Yeah. I think it's going to be Sindel. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, they're... No, sorry, not Sindel. Jade. Aha, uh-huh, that's good. I think it's going to be Jade. Okay. Yeah, because like they're they're obviously bringing back like a lot of fan favorites that kind of skipped a game, uh-huh. right? Like Baraka miss MKX and here he is in MK11. Cabal right. miss MKX, here he is. Scarlet miss MKX, here she is. Uh-huh. So I think uh, I think Jade is like a character that a lot of people were really bummed did not show up in MKX. Including me, because she was my main in MK9. Yeah. I think they'll bring Jade back. Cool. I would be fine with that. That yeah. sounds great. Uh, like, actually, I think Jade coming back is a lock for this game. Okay. But I specifically think also that she'll be revealed next week. Nice. Yeah. I'll look forward to finding out uh, who among us is more accurate than the other. Ooh, I, I hope your thing's true. That sounds dope. <laughs> Thank you. Uh but yes, if you guys want to make any predictions, mini or otherwise, regarding Mortal Kombat 11 and its roster, and uh, other modes and other things that it'll do, uh-huh. yeah, send them, tweet them at a Smashing Theory, email them to a Smashing Theory at gmail.com, and we will read our favorites on the podcast. Yeah, we love reading. In general, but also your fan mail on the podcast. Yes. Sorry to everyone for the Pokemon images that Sean put in your head, but thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll see. We'll see you next. We'll see you in a couple weeks. And in the meantime, I hope that you have a awesome time. <laughs> Is that guy okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> Please help me. I'm stuck in Dunda, and I've been mortared by Team Mortar. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Special thanks! Special thanks! Special thanks to Lonald. Ah, thank you, Lonald. You are great, and uh, I, I miss you. We haven't talked in a while. Yeah, and I know that I've mentioned this on a previous special thanks, but you make really great apple pie, and I miss that too. <laughs> I wish I was eating some right now. I, I miss talking to you more than I miss your pie, Lonald. Yeah, I mean, I miss talking to you too. I just also miss your pie. It's, it's good, man. It's a good pie. Special thanks to Nymph. Yeah, hey, thanks, Nymph. Miss miss you too, Nymph. Yeah. Looking uh, forward to at some point in the future, hanging out with you in some way. Yeah. I I think I'm going to see Nymph at a wedding in the next few months, so that'll be Ooh, nice. Okay, well, I, tell him I said hello when that happens. I, I will, unless I'm wrong about the wedding. Okay. 
special thanks to my girlfriend, Amy Lee. Hey, Amy Lee, thank you for making dinner tonight. It was uh, bratwurst and Italian sausage, and it was delicious. And there was also some corn on the cob. That's right, there was corn on the cob. Yeah, uh, it was all real good. Thanks, babe. Like, you know, butter and salt are just, like, really underrated condiments. (laughs) Like... Like, it's it's astonishing, like, I just, you know, just slather my corn on the cob and butter, uh-huh. sprinkle some salt in there, and it's delicious. There it's is... It's, like, one of the best-tasting things on Earth, and it's just butter and salt. There's an entire chapter of one of Anthony Bourdain's books where he talks about how the difference between, like, fine cuisine and what you make at home is that they use way more butter than you. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it's just kind of full of, like, oh, man, this is so good. What's your secret? Butter. Like, it's just kind of constantly the answer. Uh, um, so, Anthony gets it. Yeah, he does. And so does my girlfriend. All right, I, I didn't. I, I didn't mean that in a sexy way this time. I just meant she gets me. Now that she gets it, right, right. You know, yeah, she she gets you. Yeah, yeah. your personality. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And she gets it. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Amy. Thank you, Amy. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for putting up with Daniel and for making us food. You too can get special thanks <laughs> just by giving us $20 on Patreon.com. And after this shit show, why wouldn't you want that? Slash Beat Boop Group. Oh, brother. <laughs> this episode was weird. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>